This is Vernon Jacobs, Senior Pastor of the Embassy Church. I want to thank you for engaging with us through this podcast. May it build your faith and strengthen your walk and cause you to reach the rooftop in Christian living. Don't forget to aim high and never give up. Let's go now straight into this word. I feel in my spirit this morning to unpackage the spirit of fear. The spirit of fear. I want you to hear me this morning. There is fear. There is phobias. But in this message, I'm addressing the spirit of fear. It is natural for you to have fears. If you are not afraid of somebody attacking you that's behind some place, your alertness, your responses won't be high enough to respond to that attack. And so there is a natural kind of fear that everybody has. It's innate, it's, it's necessary, it's needed. But the spirit of fear is not what God has given to us. Fear today is a driving force in the world. Fear inspires the news headlines. It motivates advertising campaigns and stirs up local or social media into frenzies. And if, you, if you're not aware that these windows are affecting your dopamine levels and causing you to become afraid, somebody fakely has joy. They post in all of their, their high moments and they make you feel low. They put a spirit on you and affect your dopamine levels. You don't understand what it's doing, but you don't see them in their depressed stage. They influence in you positively, but they still feel so negative. Are we together this morning? Fear is one of Satan's favorite devices to confuse our minds, cause irrational thoughts, instigate misunderstandings, and derail us from the will of God. And for this reason, the word of God encourages us to cultivate a healthy, renewed mind. It says, be it transformed. By the renewing of your mind. Six hours on social media is not going to renew your mind. And some of us must 
must really assess our lives and see where your time is going and whether that really makes you feel good. A renewed mind is something that can process right thinking based on God's truth. Based on God's truth. On your way to your seat, announce my topic in the air, the spirit of fear. And you may take your seats. I am so, I'm overjoyed to see our church burst in at it seems. So next week, we, it's going to be just as great. But I want to tell you, on the 2nd of October, I'm planning a revival meeting. And I invited a speaker called Ricardo Watson. He was here in 2008. Our building was never as packed as that then. And uh, I do believe that this is going to stir up some revival. He's bringing 60 of his people as well. He's from the U.S. He settled in the U.S. I was at a meeting yesterday, and I was so moved in the spirit. I, I made him alter his schedule to come. You know I can have that. But on the 2nd of October, I'm just talking to those people that alternate their services. There are people that come in one, one in, one out. That's for sure. Please don't miss the 2nd of October. And please come early because we're going to put chairs upstairs. I, I anticipate that this building is going to be, I saw it in the spirit already. All right? So block out your date. I know it's my communion Sunday, but I believe that something is going to trigger in this place that will leave this building uh, never the same again. Are we together? I think we'll have to put chairs in the front and the stage and all of that. That's that's the anticipation I have. Somebody say, hallelujah. Fear. Fear is both spiritual and psychological. So I'll address both. Uh, so when you say spiritual, it has, you talk about the spirit of fear. And then when it's psychological, the, the, the mind has, has fears. It's a thin line. When you are born... You basically are only born, only born with two fears. When you leave the earth, you can leave with a million fears. And some people make it or specialize it. And when you specialize fear, then you have a specialized fear in a certain arena. And it develops into what we call a phobia. So you have a phobia of, of eating prawns. As you developed it one day, your ears went red and your face got swollen and your throat got constricted. And that whole experience, experiences cause you to have fears. So some people have a phobia for prawns, a prawn phobia. Some people have a pasta phobia. Because although he doesn't know you by the spirit of God, he speaks things that cut you inside, cut you outside. And you think somebody told the pastor about this thing. If a pastor is spending time in prayer, he'll speak by the Spirit of God. And the Spirit of God will do what the prawn 
does for you. It will constrict your throat, make your ears go red, your head will perspire when the pastor is speaking and you think, did my wife have a separate counseling meeting? No, sir. The Spirit of God, because the Word of God cuts going in, cuts coming out. That's why people hate pastors. You should not hate me unless you know my mother's maiden name, then you really know me. Otherwise, we don't know each other, but we are speaking by the Spirit of God. And when you come to a meeting such as this, you should be open for the Spirit of God to change behavior. Otherwise, you just came for a pat-me-on-the-back session. I don't want to change my, my, myself. I don't want to become a better person by the Spirit of God. There are two fears that we have, we are born with. The fear of falling and the fear of loud noises. Those men who shout at their wives loudly, please understand that there's, there's a fear that they have. And the men also are undergoing some, a lot of pressure these days. I think it's opposite now. Those men that are suffering with loud noises in the middle of the night, please take it easy. All other fears are acquired. And so as I said this morning, from birth to death, one's life can be overridden by fear. Some people's lives are filled with so much of fear that their whole day is filled with fears. This is going to happen. That is going to happen. What if? What if? What if? So your whole day from morning to evening, you are not living life or enjoying the day but your mind is constantly on what if, what if, what if. I'm going to talk about that just now. Your life is so filled with fears that the territorial mandate on your life. Gideon had a mandate on his life, but he was so fearful that he was threshing wheat, which he should be doing on the top. And the wind's supposed to be blowing away the shaft. He's supposed to be threshing that wheat. And the wind was to help separate the wheat and, the, and the, the skin of the wheat. But he was threshing wheat in a wine press underground because he was so afraid that people are going to attack him. And many of you uh, have territorial mandates that you are doing what you should be above ground, but you are underground because of fear. Am I talking to somebody this morning? So, in this slide, I want to tell you, never allow fear to prevent you from rising. Let me say it again. Never allow fear to prevent you from rising. I'm going to use a case study of Job this morning. Uh, and you know Job, uh, he was attacked by the enemy. Job in the Bible was a righteous man. God respected him. God had so much of confidence in him that when, when the devil was having a conversation with God as to whom he should attack on the earth, God volunteered the name of Job. I want to show you this morning that although Job was a godly man, inside of his, inside of his very being, inside of his heart, and inside of his spirit, say that with me, his spirit. Inside of his spirit, he had a fear of three things. 
Nobody knew. But Job knew. He feared the loss of his family. He feared the loss of his belongings. And he feared the loss of his health. What did he do? He feared the loss of his family, his belongings, and his health. Three of the fears that Job had, but every man has that kind of fear too. Fear of loss of my family, my belongings, or my health. It seems only Job knew that. In the conversation, when the devil was given permission to attack Job, he did not attack Job in areas that Job did not fear him. But the gateway that the enemy entered, if you go and look at the pattern of attack, he attacked his family, attacked his belongings, attacked his health. And that's why Job says in uh, uh, 3 verse 25, read with me, 1, 2, 3. I used to teach, uh, they used to have a remedial class. The remedial classes used to sound just like that. But let's do normal stream, 1, 2, 3. emotion inside of it. Read it again. Let's read it slowly. For the thing I greatly feared has come upon me and what I dreaded has happened to me. I am not at ease, nor am I quiet. I have no rest for trouble comes. When you say for trouble comes, he's anticipating. He's not knowing that is always anticipating. Some of you are not living your life because you are you are so much on alert for, for trouble comes. And as I said, you, you should be afraid. There should be a natural fear. But you can't have the, the spirit of fear. Where you live your life with the spirit of fear. Knowing that everything is going to go wrong. Just go back to 24 months. Rewind. Some of you, your mask was stuck on your faces. But you hear. I know you're arguing with me in your spirit and saying, if I didn't wear the mask, that's why I'm here. It wasn't the mask that kept you. It was the hand of God. <laughs> How you prayed 24 months ago when the terror of night and the noisome pestilence. How 
did you pray? We were praying Psalm 91, Psalm 23. All of those kept you. Ladies and gentlemen, it's not the mask that preserved you and not your, your behavior. Because some people adhere to the behavior and they're gone. So I want to just tell you this thing about fear. The purpose of the spirit of fear is to gain access into your imagination or your expectation. That means of your tomorrow, your expectation, expectation so that it can create it into a reality. Oh God, if you can catch that. The purpose of fear is to get, let me, somebody said this, I'm not sure, maybe some people must help me in this, in this thought process. Somebody said, if you're watching a movie, and the movie stares up your imagination, your mind really doesn't know whether it's reality or imagination. I still need to explore that thought, but your mind, if, it's, if, it, if it imagines it or thinks it, it doesn't know which is real and which is fake. So fear, on the back of it, fear now comes into your imagination and makes the imagination look like it's reality. It's, it's, it's staring up something on the inside of you and saying, this is real. Although it's, 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 it's an imagination, it's, it's not yet re real, but the spirit of fear makes it look like it is true. That's why I want to tell you this morning in the subject some of you, if you are given a problem, you overthink it. So that the solution is, is, is simple, but you think beyond the solution. But what if X, Y, Z takes place? So you introduce, I'm not sure whether you introduce or the voices of the, of the spiritual realm of darkness says to you, yeah, I know that that is the, the outcome, but what, but what if? So I rise to tell you this morning, don't overload your future with fearful expectations. That means don't overthink it. And that's why Philippians 4 says, whatsoever is lovely, whatsoever is good, Whatsoever is pure. Think on those things. Introduce that into. Why do you have to introduce the worst outcome when you can introduce God's outcome, God's truth, God's. Are we together this morning? Your life, and I'm going to read this, your life starts to look like your thoughts. It's very important. Job, Job had it in his mind and then he started to get attacked in those areas. Those are the gateways. Your, your, your life starts to look like your thoughts. If I want you to know your thoughts have the power to attract the physical things that you are thinking about. Is that an amen in the back? If you think the worst, you'll attract the worst. A great destiny starts with a great mindset. 
And what happens to you is really a product of your thought life. I just want to throw this in. Many of you are not rising because you're always afraid of what people think. A great number of you would do much more exploits. But like Gideon, you're downstairs instead of being upstairs. I rise this morning to encourage you, especially the young people. Listen to me. If you're young and you're like 18 to 30, rise. Be delivered from the opinions of men. Jeremiah had the same problem. And he said, I'm too young and I can't speak. He said this. I want to say this to, to our young people. Jeremiah said, I lack experience and I don't have the right voice. You know what God told him? Jeremiah 1.8 Do not be afraid of their faces. Do not be afraid of their faces. That's why when I stand here, I just look above. You think I'm looking at you, I'm looking at your hair and everything else be... Because if I look at your faces, I'll, I'll throw the mic down. Are we together this morning? Don't allow the fears of people to fall on you. Preaching to all the young people. Don't allow the fears of people to fall on you. Where they have not been, you can go. Like Star Trek. To go where no man has gone before. That's what Mr. What was the captain? Captain, help me. Captain Kirk. Beam me up, Scotty. And we're going to go where no man has gone before. These are the days of Star Trek. <laughs> but the older people will tell you, like Sands, through the hourglass. So are the days of your life. Don't listen and don't be terrified by the faces of those that never made it. And if you fail, fail forward. Every time you eat KFC, taste courage. Don't worry about the 11 herbs and spices. Taste courage. Colonel Sanders, he, he came home one day and, and, and he didn't have anybody to prepare a meal for him. The preparation of meals, ask any housewife, ask any mother, is a nightmare. Before she sleeps, she has to think tomorrow, what are we going to eat? Nisha has always asked me, what are you going to eat tomorrow? I mean, you don't know what we're going to eat tomorrow. You think I will know. Uh, <laughs> She says, I'm too fussy. But it's an age-old question of every, it's, it's on the top. So Colonel Sanders solved the problem. And he came home one day, he said, I'll make tasty chicken. But for 25 years, he's been trying to get the, the recipe right. 25 years, he never got it right. At the age of 75, it clicked. When you taste KFC, it's got nothing to do with those 11 herbs and spices. 
It's got everything to do with persistence, consistence, and courage. Somebody give God praise this morning. So whenever I'm down and I, and I feel like I want to, I need, to, I need some, some consistency in my life. I need some persistency in my life. Thank God for KFC. Of recent, it doesn't even taste nice. It's oily, it's sticky, it's, it's terrible. Please forgive my bad publicity, but what is behind it is what drives me. I rise to tell you this morning, don't be afraid of failing. And if you are going to fail, fail forward. Fail forward. Never land on your back. But go. Be, be persistent. Be courageous. All right? Now, I'm going to, because of time, push this. The spirit of fear, the spirit of fear in a spiritual dimension is a heavy weight when it comes to spirit, spiritual things. You get the spirit of lust and spirit of pride, the spirit of fear. It's a heavy weight. So heavy it is that God has to negate it with three other spirits. Are we ready this morning? Watch what he says. Paul writes into Timothy. He says, For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but is given us the spirit of power. One. Is given us the spirit of love. Two. And is given us the spirit of a sound mind. Three. To negate the spirit of fear, it is such a powerful, if you allow the spirit of fear to prevail on your mind, you lose your mind. You will lose. You can do without a kidney. You can do without a appendix. I don't know why they put appendix, uh, but anyway, they, people seem to remove it. You can do without one eye because the Bible says if your right eye offend you, cut it off. So it tells me that you can. It's hard, but. Why was I talking about that? You can't do without it. your mind. Go crazy. You saw the man with the fork. He put the fork in it. You say, why, why you put the fork before you? He said, I'm now behind bars. <laughs> Told you that before. You do crazy things. You say crazy things. And you know crazy people, the way they can talk to you, they make you think that you're going crazy. He, he, it is so... When you do, they say, but I told you that yesterday. They make you think like you're losing your memory when they are losing their memory. Crazy. Watch what God says. To cancel out the spirit of fear, I give you the spirit of power. I give you the spirit of love and of a sound mind. The spiritual force of fear is so powerful that it takes three. Watch this. Power, 
I want you to say this in Micah chapter 3 verse 8 because I have to see, see, see. You know ETV, they say when we, when we publish, no fear. And no fear, no favor. It's no fear, no favor. We, we, we're not worried about, we don't publish, we don't, we're not afraid, and we're not doing it for favor. But you know, with fear must come godly favor. I want to tell you that this morning. With fear must come godly favor. I'm going to speak about the mantle of favor, but before I do, power. But truly, I am full of power by the Spirit of God. Will you say that this morning? Truly. I am full of power by the Spirit of God. You receive a power through your fellowship with the Holy Spirit. When you came and stood in this altar this morning, you are receiving power. I want you to understand this morning that when you stand on a, on a place like this this morning, your light comes on. Do me a favor, will you? Go and find some of your friends that have never returned to church and are not standing on an altar. If you examine their life properly, their light is slowly diminishing. And if you, if you stay long enough out there, darkness will come to you. You, you won't have, you will be so pervaded with this darkness that you will not have power to fight it. Depression, oppression, disease, it will come upon you and you will not learn how to handle it. Yet if you stand in the light, you say, what you bind on earth is bound also in heaven. What you loose on earth is loosed also in heaven. No weapon formed against me is going to prosper. Every tongue... There is something that happens when you stand under the light of God. Now is not the time to backslide. Now is not the time to remove yourself from the light of God. We are moving into times. I tell you what, ladies and gentlemen, on this nation, I prophesy, and I'm speaking prophetically, upon this nation, there is a mandate for the light to be struck off. There is a communistic curtain that is going to fall on this country like you've never seen before. Our freedoms are going to be taken away. And let me tell you something this morning. There is a government that will give people things for free. That's the worst thing you can do is to accept things for free because they can only give you basics up to a certain amount for free. Thereafter, that level of, of the, stays at that level. If a man don't work, a man shouldn't eat. And that's why people work hard enough. That's, that's the sustenance plan, not to receive handouts. Please don't think that the free things that you receive is of benefit to you. It is there to remove your freedom. Eventually free things remove your freedom because he who feeds you controls you. Oh, I'm preaching different now this morning. He who feeds you controls you. The man at whose table you sit at governs you. That 300 rands is a joke. 
Surely you worth more than three. Are you going to live on 300 rands and you're going to be satisfied? How long? You're joking. You're joking. It's a way to control us. Bricks. The association of this country with communist countries, it's to bring an iron curtain upon your freedom, your religion. I'm not a politician, but I'm here to tell you to wake up, open your eyes, and see the limitations that have been placed on you. It's there to, to constrain you. It's the spirit of a python that first wraps itself around you and then it squeezes you and tightens around you. You're playing games. If you take your eyes off the light of God, you're playing God games. Are we together this morning? You receive power through the fellowship with the Holy Spirit. If you are not conscious of God's love for you, fear will destroy you. And family, you need God's love. You need God's love. You need the power of, of a sound mind. What is a sound mind? And you need to put your hands on your head this morning. Prophesy. A sound mind is stable, healthy mind. Say, I need a stable, healthy mind. A healthy mind is linked to my attitude and the outlook. And my outlook, what? do you have a happy outlook? Do you? A sound mind is not overly concerned with the cares and the problems of this life, but a sound mind is set on God and His kingdom. A sound mind is alert and sober, focused on the eternal hope we have in Jesus Christ.